The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome on in to a Tuesday, not Monday, edition of the Baseball Insiders. We are kicking off the week. Happy President's Day, everybody. We're still bringing you two shows this week, but we're kicking it off on this beautiful Tuesday. As pitchers, catchers, and everybody else report to spring training, it's happening. Everybody who's going to be there is there outside of a couple uh, later arrives. But most people are there getting ready and getting in shape. And with me getting in shape today is fan-sided MLB insider Robert Murray. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm doing great, man. I, I am in the best shape of my life. I got a good chest and back workout in today. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. It's just a lethal combo. But we, we do want to start the show off today with an injury update. Um, Adam Weinrib has a trip to the dentist, and he's immediately after the show. Yeah, the clock is ticking. Um, thank you so much. I'll give everybody the update just so you guys have it. Uh, put off going to the dentist for a couple of years. Uh, don't do that. Use the pandemic as an excuse for sure. I went to the dentist. You know what? I, I know I went to the dentist in February 2020 because on the way to the dentist, I watched Clark Schmidt shove in spring training. And I was like, man, this guy is ready to be the Yankees five starter. And uh, smash cut to three years later, still not holding that position. But I uh, went to that dentist appointment. Pandemic happens, shuts the world down. 2021, still a little skittish about going to the dentist. 2022, straight up forgot. Got married last year, just forgot. Uh, and I went this year. I was really nervous. They were going to give me a lot of bad info. They told me, looking pretty good, but just need to get three cavities from my childhood refilled. So no new cavities, just baby stuff. Uh, teeth from my nine-year-old self, uh, pulling a revenge card on me so i gotta get numbed up terrible sliced up a little bit and i have to eat dinner like a grandfather at 5 p.m because otherwise i won't be able to eat for four hours so don't do what i did but it could have been worse hey i'll tell you like i was a grandfather last night i went on a date last night that's is that breaking news and we had yeah what's that breaking and live live breaking news for everybody See, right. Exactly. It was a, uh, we went and got tacos at uh, Diego pops here in, uh, in Scottsdale and we ate it at five 30. So that's like, that was way too early. I wasn't even hungry. Um, I felt like an old man, but we, we, we survived it, The date went well, uh, according to sources. So great. Uh, that's good. Uh, I can, yeah, I can confirm. Uh, and I'm also very happy that I will not be going on a date tonight with half of a mouth. Uh, cause I had this, done to me great story this is a two-parter i had this done to me last saturday too and they said you know have you gotten novocaine in a while i said no i haven't they were like well it'll it'll wear off after about an hour hour and a half i was like great kind of spooky but that'll be fun 
four hours later, still going strong. I had half a mouth to work with and I was starting to get skittish. I was like, they were like, please don't chew. Whatever you do, don't chew. You won't, your mouth will not know what it's doing. You're going to chew your own mouth. And I was like, I hear you, but it lasted way too long. So uh, not good. Although we, we should have a, sh- we should do a show while you guys in Nova came going. I feel like that would be an interesting little development. I'll call back in at a uh, five, 30 eastern time and we'll uh we'll check in i can i can give you an update live from the chair hey maybe i'm eating dinner at that point <laughs> who knows oh, yeah if you folks follow me on instagram i think you'll uh you'll be able to see some live from the chair updates later today um but you follow you follow me at, at, at a winery if you want you can follow robert his personal instagram of course but while you're here i recommend you subscribe to the baseball insiders live on youtube and on all podcast platforms uh, we're going to be coming at you live Mondays and Thursdays, typically all season long, all off season long, bringing you updates on the rumors you're hearing about, clarifying the reports, and occasionally breaking a little bit of news. Last week we had some stuff. Uh, Robert also hinted at Zach Britton and, and maybe a Dodgers workout, and that uh, was a through line between Monday's episode and Thursday's episode. So if you, there are even plots that you have to keep track of, um, and that yeah. brings us to uh, that brings us to today when. Uh, Players are arriving at, at spring training last week. They're all telling you they're in the best shape of their lives. I'm going to be honest and say that I am not in the best shape of my life right now. Maybe after I get that tooth hacked into, I'll feel better. Uh, but Robert, a lot of people are claiming they're in the best shape of their lives, and some of them look like they're in a little better shape than others. Yeah, I'll tell you. That's one of my favorite storylines. It's a joke that I have with Adam McKelvey, who's a Brewers beat writer for MLB.com. Is, um, we always – joke about who's in the best shape of their lives but there's actually dudes that are showing up the camp in the best shape of their lives and i like i know you have one that you want to give a shout out to so i won't spoil it but jonathan scope um he i i had somebody text me um early on when when players were reporting that he looked like the best he has in years um and this is a crucial year for him he ended up opting into the last year of his contract uh, with the Tigers looks great. Um, maybe that's a sign of things to come. Um, I don't know if we've seen any pictures of him quite yet, but from everything I'm told, looks very good. I'm going to need everybody's attention to be paid to the world champion Astros camp. Um, I mean, in my opinion, they're the number one in the power rankings until they get knocked off. I've seen some early power rankings where people are like, I think the Astros are the fourth best. Don't do that. Just they're number one. They're they're the defending world champs coming off maybe their best season in franchise history. And the ALCS and World Series MVP, Jeremy Pena, showed up to camp uh, with triceps the size of overripe cantaloupes. I don't know what uh, I don't know what his offseason regimen was. I'll actually I'm honestly gonna put this in the chat. Like I want everyone to look at uh, this. Uh, yeah, I, I truly uh, no clue what happened to Jeremy Pena and what kind of man uh, he's become. In, again, just one offseason after he took home the ALCS MVP, took home the World Series MVP, won a ring in his rookie season, seamlessly replaced Carlos Correa, and then was like, you know what? I want to mega-size myself. Uh, so shout out to Jeremy Pena, who looks better than I ever thought possible. Yeah, I'll tell you. I, I saw that picture of his triceps, and it was just like, oh, my God. Because I – I like to work out my triceps. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. And I looked at those and I've never felt worse about my triceps. I mean, I'm not going to flex my triceps on the camera here because that would be kind of a strange thing to do. But um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, like Alex Rude make, makes a good point. He, he may get the DK Metcalf uh, treatment, get a random drug test. Not saying that he's, he's ever done that. Like he, he is, I don't know, he is not, but like um, it's, it's freaking impressive. Speaking of DK Metcalf, that video of him was absolutely absurd. Um, he's one of the biggest freak athletes in sports. Like it's just freaking unbelievable what he's able to do. Yeah, the uh, the Jeremy Pena photo is like the baseball equivalent of the DK Metcalf video, where everybody's like, "Is this fake? Is this is this fake?" But like, I also can't say one way or the other because the person is such an athletic freak that it's like, I mean, it seems fake, but also like that guy, I've seen that guy do crazy things, so why would it be? You know? Yeah. No, exactly, and it's like, it's freaking impressive. It's yeah, I'll tell you, like shout out to Jeremy Pena, whatever you did in the off season, I don't know what you did, but respect, big respect, big respect. Uh, there may be a $300 million contract around Pena's corner at some point, unless he donates some of his salary to the Braves foundation, but the man who's closer to receiving that type of deal, we got to start off today's episode by talking about Manny Machado and what exactly is going down here. Uh, because I think you and I were pretty aligned that it uh, seemed fairly likely that he and the Padres would get some sort of extension done prior to opening day. It was no mystery that he planned to opt out. Um, we could have told you that several months ago, but he confirmed it about yeah. a week, week and a half ago. Um, but you know, that was a formality. Looking at what the Padres offered Aaron Judge and Trey Turner and what Xander Bogart signed for and what the climate has been for players of that age, I think it didn't take much mathing out for Machado to be like, I can add a significant chunk to my salary. Uh, but according to reports this week, uh, Machado and the Padres are still pretty far apart. Uh, rumor has it they offered a, a contract and, and, you know, unconfirmed, but rumor has it they offered a contract that gets it to 10 more years and $255 million total after the opt-out, while he is looking for the 10 years and $400 million. Uh, I think you and I both expected 300 mil, but 400 mil is a pretty big ask. Is it just optimism for Machado's end? Does he think he's going to get somewhere near that from somebody else? Uh, and is there still a chance that they bridge that gap before the season begins? I I would not rule anything out. Um, like the Padres clearly love Manny Machado. They even their owner Peter Seidler went on the record today and said Manny Machado is the priority. Um, and we've seen when Peter Seidler makes comments saying that this player is a priority, he gets things done. Um, and Machado, his negotiation is going to be a little bit tricky just because of the sheer magnitude of the contract. Um, but I do think they'll end up getting a deal done at some point. I don't know if it'll be now. I don't know if it'll be, it, it won't, I don't think it will be during the season. Cause like that, it seemed like Machado based on his comments to the media the other day that he wants to like not have a distraction during the season. Um, but he loves being in San Diego. The Padres love him. They've made him the priority. And when there's often that kind of mutual interest deals or when there's that kind of mutual interest deals often get done. Um, so all I will say is it may require a little bit of patience. Um, but I got, I have every reason to believe that at some point, AJ Preller, Peter Seiler, Machado and his agent Dalazano will get a deal done. Um, and they should. And it all goes back or it all comes down to free agency. Like I know we've talked about this before, but if he becomes a free agent, you have to worry a lot about Steve Cohen and the New York Mets that their presence 
is a very scary thing. And that surely is on the Padres' mind and would give them some sense of urgency. I know Machado said there was like a February 16th deadline uh, for an extension to get done. I know they're like, they're, they're far apart, but that should give the Padres an increased sense of urgency to get this done sooner rather than later. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, sometimes you have to bend over backwards to forge these free agency connections. Like sometimes they don't write themselves and you're looking for destinations and you're trying to move pieces around. The Mets and Machado, it doesn't take much to see the Mets potentially getting interested in Machado and and swiping him from the Padres if they let it get that far. You and I talked last week, you know, Steve Cohen said, Carlos Correa is our missing piece. You know, he's exactly what we needed. He's a power-hitting third baseman. They don't get that deal done. That deal falls apart. Stands to reason that their missing piece is still a power-hitting third baseman, and there's one who might hit the market next offseason if the Padres aren't careful. Um, exactly. Yeah, and so, also one more thing that I want to say, too, sorry for cutting you off, is yeah. like the, the king source uh, settle down. Um, it's Machado, obviously, his, his contract is a more pressing need um because he's he'll opt out and he'll be a free agent at the end of the year the beauty in, in acquiring Juan Soto is that he was signed for multiple years even after acquiring him last year um so they don't have to worry about getting him locked up now I'm sure knowing how AJ Preller operates that's going to be something that's on his mind he even admitted admitted as much when he was on Buster on all these podcasts everything that they do they have a vision for what is to come and how they're going to end up balancing that in the in the payroll. And they've, for a small market team, they've done a masterful job at spending. And we can see the fans' response. Um, like, they're all in, um, which is a really cool thing. I wish more teams did that. But, um, like, re-signing Juan Soto will be challenging uh, just because of the, the magnitude of that contract. We're talking – he could be another $500 million kind of guy. That's going to be tricky for any team. But um, – yeah, I, I would just I would settle down on uh, while concentrating on Machado that the Potters would lose Juan Soto. Like that's no, we we no. <laughs> yeah, the the Padres have more object permanence than your average baby. They don't forget about Juan Soto when Manny Machado enters the room, and vice versa. Um, but they they do need to. Uh, they have a huge offseason ahead of them next year. Um, and I think some of this is because they know the player and they know Machado and they know like it's it's not like both sides are unfamiliar with one another. You run that danger of letting Steve Cohen into the yard, but this offseason has Machado, this offseason has Otani. 
There's a select group of teams competing for both of those players. You maybe don't want to put additional unnecessary money on your books before reaching that offseason and seeing what Otani is, is going for. Steve Cohen, uh, to his benefit, said he did not want to talk about that this week. He said, that's next year. Let's worry about this year. But it stands to reason that the Padres, Mets, and Dodgers are going to be in on all, you know, all of those teams are going to be in on both of those players. So maybe while the Padres have Machado in their sights, they can say, you know, if you want to sign for this right now, we'll, we'll get it done. But if you're going to hold out, great. We'll reconvene during the offseason when we know how Shohei Otani feels about us. Because then maybe some pieces move around. No, exactly. And I'll tell you, the Shohei Otani factor in the situation there, it's it's going to be on the minds of all 30 teams in baseball. Like, And I... I was asked about this on the radio yesterday, whether or not that I think Shohei Otani will be dealt this year. I don't. I just can't picture Artie Marino being being the owner that that trades him. I don't think he w- would want to do that. Um, but as we said, that free agency for him is going to be an all-out bidding war. You're going to have – surely you're going to have the Padres. You're going to have the Dodgers. You're going to have the Mets. You're going to have all these big market teams that are going to be in on this. And it's going to create – just an absolute frenzy. But here's the thing is a lot of these teams are going in blind on how to negotiate because we or how to negotiate this because we have never seen a player of Otani's caliber and what he brings to the table ever hit the free agent market. Like this is totally unprecedented. We're talking about a contract that has a very, very real shot hitting 500 plus million. Like it's, if he stays healthy, of course um, it is, to me, the most fascinating free agency in baseball history. And I am absolutely just, I'm eager to see how it plays out. I'm eager to see the final years and the final number because everybody in baseball is speculating it. Um, and then we're all adding the caveat of we've never seen this before. So I could be way off. And it's just like a huge guessing game. And, um, his agents at CAA, Nezbolello, and that entire crew over there are going to have an absolute blast with this um, because the entire baseball world is going to be watching this very, very closely. And there's a good chance that whatever the hell the giant number is, we all end up looking back on it and going, yeah, I'd pay that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, would, I don't even know what it's going to be, but I'll, I'll, I'll pay it too. Otani's a unicorn. It's, I want him on my baseball team. Simple as that. Did you make anything out of his comments last week that were sort of the definition of nothing? But he basically said, "I don't, well, you know, are you thinking about re-signing with the Angels? You know, I want to talk about this year. And he shut it down. You could play it however you wanted. You know, if you're an Angels fan, you could panic. Or you could say, why would he talk about it? He doesn't want to talk about it. He is an Angel right now. Like, mm-hmm. it was the definition of a nothing burger, but it stoked the exact right amount of rumor mongering. Did it move you in any way? No, not at all. And I, I, if I was a fan, I mean, obviously I would worry because I mean that's like, and that's that's your guy. But from from my end, that doesn't change anything for me. And the reason is, Otani wants to win, and this Angel season is going to be pretty important, I think, for their chances at ultimately being able to have a shot, or like for their chances in being able to resign Otani. Because um, if if they don't win and they're under five hundred and they miss the playoffs again then that's going to be a pretty tough sell because he's a big time competitor. He wants to win. Um, and it, it's still, 
shocking to me that Mike Trout, for as great as he is, has never won a playoff game. Like that is what the hell? How many years has he been in baseball? Like 20? 12, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's what, which is crazy because I remember when he was coming up and like it kind of makes me feel old now. By the way, I'm 27 now. That's, that's not good. We, yeah, this is no bueno. But, anyways, um, kind of got off track there. But, yeah, it does. It does happen. But, uh, Otani, as I said, he wants to win. And, what the how the angels play this year is going to be a, like it's going to play it's going to be really important for him so he's basically in wait and see mode but um yeah I, my guess is he, he's somewhere other than anaheim next year um that's just pure guess that's not based on source info i don't want that getting aggregated anywhere but um that is at least my guess going into this year well, at least there's going to be an ownership change that could oh wait actually sorry i'm receiving word that there's not Oops. Whoops. Yeah. Well, same cast of characters. You got one more shot to make the playoffs and, and with uh, potentially the two best players in baseball on your roster. This year's of the year. Maybe. Could be. Um, let's talk about a couple of somewhat minor signings, uh, one of which you broke this morning. So we got to talk about that. But a couple of, you know, in the minor signings pile, uh, again, the the pool we're, we're drawing from at this point you and I did our all-star team a couple of weeks ago. It was kind of the dregs back then, still kind of the dregs now. But some of the yeah. bigger names are, are finally coming off the board now that spring training is underway. And Elvis Andrews went back to Chicago. Uh, only $3 million. It's going to play second base. Chicago ownership kind of made a self-deprecating joke like, uh, we always wanted him back. He always wanted to be here. But we had to, you know, go through the free agent market first. Oh, yeah, very funny. Like, how about actually competing for those free agents instead of making a joke about it? That is an interesting novel concept. Yeah. Um, but Andrews had a really good bounce back year last year. And I think a lot of people, especially in Boston, were sort of looking at him like, if we're going to need a stopgap shortstop option anyway, like a three-war guy who had 17 homers, you could do worse. Yeah. Uh, the Red Sox go with uh, Yu Chang and Adalberto Mondesi and and the White Sox for $2 million more million get Elvis Andrews. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but I kind of feel like Boston probably should have done this. Yeah, they absolutely should have done that. And I'm I'm curious what Andrews' asking price was at the beginning of the offseason or even in the middle of the offseason because evidently the, the Red Sox felt like going with uh, Yu Chang and Adalberto Mondesi was the right move at that price. Um, so maybe Andrews' asking price dropped and the White Sox were more comfortable going to that level for, what was it, $3 million, which that's an absolute steal. And it gives – um, the White Sox, another veteran in the infield, uh, they're planning on playing him at second base. Um, and it's at this point of the offseason, that's one of the better value plays. Um, cause you, you know what you're going to be getting in Elvis Andrews. Like he's solid, he's dependable. Um, and I see absolutely no fault in it whatsoever. I thought he could end up making sense for like the Red Sox. I thought maybe even as a stopgap option for the Royals where they could sign him and then flip him at the deadline for prospects. Heck, even if Boston was um, was going to be out of the playoff contention at the trade deadline, they could have done the same thing because I don't know how much you're going to get for Yu Chang or Mondesi at the deadline. Probably not much, uh, but with – I don't know. I, I thought it was a really savvy move uh, by the White Sox. Um, they're still – 
some free agents out there, but it's it's slim pickings at this point. But I'll tell you, there's one that is really fascinating to me. Yuli Gurriel. He is still out there. And I'm, I'm at the point now. If Luke Voigt is getting a minor league deal, Yuli Gurriel might be getting a minor league deal. Unless there's an injury in some camp and then some team becomes desperate. Maybe that's the strategy at this point. Who knows? Elvis Andrews, too. Uh, and I'm only going to say this once because I'm definitely going to get hit with tomatoes and booed off the stage. He's <laughs> one of my favorite weird little Hall of Fame cases. He's not He's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. But he's 30, He's 33. Uh, he's about to turn. So you turn 34 this offseason. He's 30. He's 34 now. He's going to get his 2000th hit probably the first week of the regular season. He's at 1997 right now. Can he get another thousand hits? Can he play another six years? I mean, no, he can't. But mm-hmm. you're definitely going to look up at Elvis Andrews' career and be like, man, 2480? Like, yeah, weird. I'm telling you, he had, a, he had a better career than I ever thought that he did. Like, I, obviously, with the Rangers, he was really good. I also kind of sneaky forgot he was with the Oakland A's for a little bit. I don't know why, but yeah, that's like it's. I, well, I guess being with the A's can be kind of forgettable. But anyways, um, yeah, that's he, he's had a sneaky, like really solid career. Um, shocked he lasted as long as he did. But I, I, I will not be throwing tomatoes at you for that suggestion. By the way, maybe I throw this duct tape at you. Yeah. Um, but but there's no tomatoes because tomatoes are trash. Wait, you got duct tape too? No, that's a light, but it kind of looked oh, like you were. Yeah, I was like it was like a roll like that too. But yeah, um, yeah shout out to Fabian Ardai for this, by the way. He left us at my place when he was here. So Ooh, what a guy, buddy! Uh, shout out to uh, my wife. She bought a weird little light. And it doesn't really work, but it's sitting on my desk. Hey, there um, you go. Hey, she hasn't been on the show yet, but we've given her shout outs in the last two episodes. So that's 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 good. Shout out to your wife. She's a she yeah, she asked right before we went live if I wanted her for this episode, and I said no, I, I didn't. But now that you're, you're maybe she. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna ask you, her how you do. Yeah, uh, she she needs she needs to be on a show one day. Um, that is that is my personal request, and I don't know if she can hear this or not. But we're 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 gonna Adam will pay you. Um, I don't know yeah. what I'll pay, but we'll make it happen. I will. Yeah, I will tell her. I think she probably can't hear us. Though. She's probably tweeting as we speak. Uh, you got this one out first, and, and you mentioned minor league deal. Kind of surprising. Luke Voigt to the Brewers. I think uh, any Yankee fan will tell you when they were doing their Luke Voigt trade destinations last offseason, they kept coming back to the Brewers, the Brewers, the Brewers. Uh, the fit has always made sense. The, you don't even have to dig any deeper than surface level just looking at Luke Voigt and going, yeah, okay, no shit. That yeah. guy should be a Brewer. But a good, I mean, great career. Last year, his worst big league year, but still not half bad. And now he's got to settle for this minor league deal in Milwaukee. Yeah, he does. And I, I'm really – it's interesting um, that he ended up getting a minor league deal. Obviously, like he hasn't um, – I mean, he's still putting up power numbers. Don't get me wrong. But, like, he hasn't played like he did as of, like, a few years ago. Um, where he led the league in homers, didn't he? He led the league in homers in 2020. So if, uh, you know, if the season had been longer, who knows? But he ripped uh, 22 homers uh, in, 50 in, in 56 games. That's crazy. And, like, there's a reason why he was such, like, when the Potters acquired him, like, that was a huge get. And then all of a sudden, Eric Hosmer says no to that big trade for Juan Soto. And then Voight's thrown into the deal as an afterthought going to the Nationals. Comes a free agent, gets a minor league deal, 
great fit for the Brewers. A really nice platoon gives them um, another option at first besides Rowdy Telez. Um, then they also signed Tyler Naquin today too, which is interesting. Um, it gives them additional depth in the off field as well. But speaking like st- sticking strictly with Voight, um, that was a fit that we had mentioned a few weeks ago on the Baseball Insiders here. There was actually a couple of people who tweeted that at me today, which was really nice. Shout out to the loyal listeners out there. Um, but uh, that that was not a Luke Voigt text, by the way. That was. Um, but anyways, it's uh, I'm surprised he, he did not get a major league deal. Um, I thought if he didn't get a major league deal that he may sign overseas for like a pretty um, decent amount of money, but ultimately he's with Milwaukee. Uh, I would imagine he's got a decent shot at making the major league roster out of spring training. Um, that's a savvy move by Matt Arnold. I'll, I'll give him credit for that one. Cause that's like for this late in the off season, getting a guy with that kind of upside, you can't really go wrong. Plus, I would imagine his basketball player really well on American Family Field, which I almost said Miller Park, but I, I corrected myself at the last second. Let's go. But we did. We didn't say. It. We didn't even say it once. Um, he's uh, he's also going to come with the added benefit of being an instant fan favorite. Like I'll just tell Milwaukee now if you put him on the roster, like he crushes water bottles like beers, like Stone Cold Steve Austin in the dugout, like. Sick. I can't think of a better it, New York and Luke Voigt, like the Yankees and Luke Voigt. It was always kind of weird when he was there. Cause it was like, man, this guy's too much personality for this stupid team. And yeah. now Milwaukee, it's like, Oh, that makes total sense. Oh, it makes complete sense. And he's, I would guarantee, cause like he fits their, their first base stereotype. Like he's, it's like, I saw somebody end up tweeting that to me today and it's just like, they have a, they definitely have a type at first base. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge fan. If you're crushing waters like Stone Cold Steve Austin in the dugout, like that's freaking awesome. Like, yeah, I guarantee you, um, him and Roddy Telez is gonna be the most popular first base duo in baseball. So, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, he was doing the the beer crushing like in 2021 when the Yankees traded for Rizzo, but still had Luke Voigt. He was doing that. And- and some people who are part of the no fun league were like, oh, try hard, like try being a starter. Like, why are you celebrating? And it was like, I don't know. He just got his job stolen. He, he wants a job like he's going to keep going to celebrate every bomb. Like this guy was just your favorite player last year. I don't know what you people are doing, but he's going to be a very popular Milwaukee Brewer. I can almost guarantee it. Um, before we get ready to wrap it up and, and take a few questions from the audience, uh, I do want to talk about this sort of weird a uh, little sign stealing nexus uh, in uh, LA this week. Uh, and we are uh, also Evan Drellick's book, uh, Winning Fixes Everything, came out officially last week. My copy is in the mail, supposed to be here today. I was hoping to be able to hold it up on today's show. I can't do that, but I can't wait to read it because uh, the stuff that's coming out is extremely juicy. This is the book that includes the tidbit where Alex Cora was screaming, we stole that World Series the next year with the Red Sox. And the Red Sox were kind of looking at him going, like, why are you yelling that? Uh, the the Dodgers superstars had to address it this week because obviously there's a lot of stuff about the 2018 Red Sox. People are accusing the Dodgers of doing what the Astros did. Kershaw got on top of it and said, uh, there needs to be a clear distinction between what the Astros did, what everybody else did. Uh, that's what the Dodgers definitely want us to believe. Um the Dodgers also, by the way, this offseason hired the Red Sox video guy who got fired for what happened in 2018. That's kind of flown under the radar. JT mm-hmm. Watkins. 
kind of a punchline because it's like, oh, we're going to punish the video room coordinator, but none of the Red Sox players uh, or coaches or anything. You know, Cora got punished for what he did in Houston. The Dodgers hired him. So so Kershaw and the Dodgers are going to have to do a good job this offseason distancing themselves from that pretty recent past. And Mookie Betts was on that Red Sox team. He got asked about everything that they did this week, and he said they used it infrequently. They didn't use their version of the scheme unless there was a man on second. And he sort of said, they asked him how often he did it. And he said, every now and uh, it's kind of hard to remember, which is suspicious to me. But, you know, we're trying to move on. Uh, have you learned anything recently that would make you think that uh, the Dodgers should be under the microscope more than they have been? And what about the 2018 Red Sox, too? Yeah, I mean, I remember at the time in 2018, um, I was covering the Brewers for the Athletic, and I had heard from numerous people. I mean, like I reported this at the time when I was at the Athletic um, that the the Brewers had suspicions that the Dodgers were like stealing their signs, and I had people gave me different theories, and even some players went on the record about it. Um, so you can check out that story on the Athletic. Um, but like, ultimately, the Dodgers were investigated. Um, and they found nothing. Um, I know other teams share that same suspicion too. Um, I want to say like there's been reports about the Rockies and um, even some other teams that were that had those concerns. But um, yeah. I remember when, Eric Kratz said something about the dugout during the NLCS or whatnot that year. Yeah. Yep. And um, like the, as I said, the Dodgers were investigated. They found nothing. Um, but it was interesting, though, that they did hire J.T. Watkins this year. I think that really did fly under the radar. Um, but, like, that being said, I I don't make too much of it because he's – like, I've talked to numerous people who have been around him, and he's really freaking good at his job. Um, he came very highly recommended uh, for Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez, and he – there's been stories, I think it was even written recently, that he gets up, like starts grinding at like 3 a.m. or whatever and can relay information to players in a way that they understand because he is a former player. Um, so I, I don't have any issue with it whatsoever. Um, I am ready for the science stealing era to be over with. I thought it was over, um, but ultimately we're still talking about it. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking – I'm thinking we're not going to have to deal with any more punishments. Um, but like, we'll, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm ready for that to be over with, I guess. How about yeah. you? No, I mean, I don't want to be bringing this up or relitigating it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm sort of in both camps because I'm excited to read the book. I really am. Uh, and some of this stuff is really juicy. Um, and I would love to learn more about what Alex Cora's role was in all of this, quite frankly, just because uh, I feel like, his punishment was not long lasting. And, and if there's more to be told about what Alex Cora did, then I'd like to know it. But that said, even uh, if I find out and the world finds out a lot more, no, I don't think he should be brought to more justice. I don't think we should be laying down the law again. Uh, I'd like to move on as quickly as possible, uh, but that doesn't make the history less interesting to me. If, yeah. if that makes any sense. No, it absolutely does. And I'm, I'm very curious too, because I have, I also have a copy of that book coming in the mail as well. Um, and I also want to commend um, Evan Drellick and Ken Rosenthal for their reporting on that. Um, Cause obviously there was talk about that from all sorts of different parts of 
of baseball. Um, but like reporting on something like that, like that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of phone calls. And, and in some cases it even takes a player going on the record and that is not an easy thing. Um, but they had Mike fires go on the record. They had all sorts of information and data and they had the relationships to, um, to ultimately be able to report that. And it's really impressive. It's a dream story. It also comes with a lot of work and a lot of pressure, but they nailed it. Um, so shout out to Ken and, and Evan, um, because that story legitimately changed baseball. Um, and also John boy for coming up with that little cut up because that was, I mean, it's one thing to read that story, but then to hear like the trash can banging in those videos that just like, that was, that was all the proof that was proof in the pudding. And, um, yeah, it, it, those three, like between the athletic and John boy. Yeah. I don't know. Baseball, it changed baseball and for the better. Yeah. The reporting was incredible. Always has been, but you're right. That video, when it lines it up and it's like, if anybody needed an idiot's guide to what happened, it's like, all right, just sit down and watch this. Like you'll hear the noises. It's really, it doesn't, you know, it jumps off. Yeah. The day. yeah. And it was just like, damn. And it makes you wonder how the heck did we miss it for so long? You know? Well, winning, winning fixes everything, especially when you're able to do it in a whole new regime and hire another GM to instill that same winning attitude. The Astros keep on chugging, so you can't take anything away from them at this point. But again, that just makes the history all the more interesting. Uh, before we sign off, just one more uh, sad goodbye, I think, probably, to Steven Strasburg of the Washington Nationals. Uh, I guess maybe I'm prematurely calling it, but... Thoracic outlet syndrome has robbed a lot of pitchers of their careers. Uh, he reported to spring training and immediately felt complications from that surgery was shut down again. Uh, so we're, we're looking at potentially the end of Strasburg's career um, or at least coming up and maybe he's never the pitcher he once was uh, three-time all-star world series champ was incredible during that 2019 run 113 and 62 Sadly going to be memorable for both the injuries and the way they were treated, the way he wasn't even allowed to compete in that one postseason because everybody was looking out for the future of his arm. And, oh, look, here we are. It's still sort of ending prematurely, perhaps. Uh, do you think if this is sort of close to the end of his prime that this was enough? Like, did the career match the pre-draft and post-draft hype for you? It's a good question. Um, the, gl the glimpses and the successful seasons that we saw, it absolutely lived up to the hype. I just wish it was longer than it was uh, for many reasons, because we're talking about if he stays healthy, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like, he is that talented. He's they signed him to that mega deal for a reason. Like he was that dude and injuries just it, it sapped him of, of what could have been possibly a hall of fame career. Um, and it's unfortunate. I feel bad for him because he's fought so hard to get to this point, to get back, to try to be able to pitch off of mound and pitch in a major league game again. And then ultimately, as soon as he reports the spring training, there's another setback. Um, so it's, I don't know. I think it's, it's just sad. That's, that's the only way I can really describe it at this point from my end. It just, I don't know. I don't wish that upon anyone. And from all accounts, great dude. Um, so I, that that bites even more. But I'm I'm curious. How would you describe it? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just sad for me. But you know, we we look back, we measure players saying, you know, they should well, he should have been a Hall of Famer, and that's fair. I, I do think he had Hall of Fame stuff. But 
at the end of the day, the moments are still there, right? The, the, the electric debut that happened. Uh, he got the big contract at the end of 2019, and he won a World Series, uh, not as the last man on the staff, not as like Barry Zito clawing for relevancy. He was the secondary ace of the 2019 Nationals, and he dominated during that playoff run. Some of the you know most important games pitched that season were Steven Strasburg on the mound in Houston getting the job done. So it didn't last as long as it should have. The highs were still there, and he made it to that massive contract. So I think that should be viewed as, you know, as sad as you are reading this and knowing that uh, five days ago he wasn't even listed on the roster because he sort of left spring training in a cloud of mystery. Uh, he still got an awful lot of, out of that right arm, and I think you have to be at least moderately satisfied with that. I think it's a really good way of putting it because it's it's a career that even though it was sh- it's it's short, like he hasn't called it a career or anything. Um, it was a, it was a or it was successful because um, as you said, we like that debut, winning a World Series, and how dominant it was during those years. Like that's that should be celebrated, but it just it could have been a lot more, which is what makes it sad. Yeah, uh, World Series MVP though, what a beast! Uh, two starts. I forgot. I literally forgot that. I, I had to look it up right now. I thought it was Soto. Uh, but, yeah. So that's I'll why we're tell- here. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you, like, for that that World Series run, because that was, what, 2018? 19, baby. Because I'm pretty sure um, that was the year that um, – Oh, okay. So this is exactly what it was. It was they played the Brewers in the wild card round. It was in it was in Washington, and the Brewers were up in the eighth inning, the bottom of the eighth inning. They had Josh Hader on the mound, and I believe it was Juan Soto hits one to right field, and it it was probably going to tie the game, but the ball took a funny hop and went behind Trent Grisham in right field, and everybody scored, and the Brewers who were th- like four outs away from advancing to the next round of the postseason were then out of the playoffs uh, like 20 minutes later because of that. And it's just as a huge, what if, like if the Brewers win that game, who wins it all? We don't know, but man, oh man, what that was probably the biggest roller coaster of emotions that I have ever experienced uh, covering baseball. Like it was just like, Holy crap! I'm about like I was ready to book flights to whatever city, and all of a sudden the next thing is like I'm booking a flight back to Wisconsin, and just complete madness. But it was it was fun. You were in the box in Washington for that one. Then they sent you out there for that. Yeah, exactly. I was in the box, and all of a sudden you walk into the locker room after the game, and I'll never forget it. It's like I was the first reporter that walked in, and the first locker was Trent Grisham, and his hands were just in his face he was bawling his eyes out and Mike Moustakas was over there like consoling him making sure it was okay like all the Brewers players went over to just like give him their love and whatever but that locker room was somber um it was really somber but um and then Trent Grisham was ultimately traded to the Padres and along with what Zach Davies too and I mean it's just man the the uh what's the dominoes that came after that game, obviously the nationals winning that winning it all. And then also the brewers just changing up a bunch of their roster. It's man. I baseball is one hell of a game. I'll, I'll tell you that one for sure. I think we're maybe a year or two away from the definitive oral history of the whole roller coaster that, you know, emanated from that game 
And uh, so get your notes ready because I think we might need to to get that get that done. Taking my notes right now. There we go. What a freaking time to be alive. Uh, That is it, I would say, for this beautiful Tuesday episode of the Baseball Insiders. Thanks, everybody, for sticking it out with us. Uh, A lot of you started watching at the start of the stream and you're still here at the end. And that's what we love. Uh, So tell all your friends to join you next time. We're going to be here Thursday again, uh, 3.30 Eastern, normal time, standard practice. If you got your alert set up, your alert will tell you the proper time to join the channel. We'll be here like normal. Uh, But if you missed the live stream, uh, make sure to subscribe. And uh, if you are already subscribed, hope you enjoyed the listen. And uh, you can find us on your local podcast platforms as well. If you want to listen back to the audio without watching the video, though, I don't know why you'd want to do that because the video is money and we don't even know it. Uh, Robert Murray, thanks so much for joining me as always, man. Uh, hope you're having a good one. Back at you. Appreciate you always. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's uh, always a pleasure, my friends. We love it. <laughs> we love it. We love you. Uh, we go, oh, see y'all Thursday. Great. I had to check the chat one more time. See if it was a last-minute emergency uh, we missed Yuli Gurriel. Nope, just everybody being very nice to us. Uh, Alex, we'll see you Thursday too. Uh, take care, everybody. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.